Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about a different podcast. That's right. In this bonus episode, we're bringing you a preview of another wonderful Stitcher show. It's called This is Critical. This is Critical is produced by someone you might remember, producer Harry, and it's hosted by journalist and author Virginia Heffernan. You might recognize her from her old show, Trumpcast. Now, Virginia has turned her critical eye to the cultural assumptions that we take for granted. You know, like Bruce Springsteen is a god and good etiquette is important and sadness should be avoided at all costs. In this episode of This is Critical, Virginia is taking on the institution of Miss America with the help of Amy Argetsinger, author of the book There She Was, The Secret History of Miss America. With her is Miss America 1998, Kate Schindel. If you want to hear their full conversation, follow This is Critical wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's Virginia Heffernan. So Miss America used to be a ratings magnet. I remember watching every year. But this year it's been downgraded to Peacock, the NBC streaming app. I'm not saying that's the end of the world, but it's certainly not the kind of ratings bonanza it used to be. How'd that happen? I mean... Tastes change. Miss America was a big deal in large part because it was the first reality show. You know, in 1954, when live spectaculars were such a coveted part of of any broadcasting lineup, and that was a pretty great formula for television for many years until, I would say, 20 years ago when Mm -hmm. you had the reality TV revolution. And... Lots of unscripted shows, lots of shows Mm -hmm. about launching young people to fame or about competition among women. And they basically took the the most tasty parts of the Miss America formula and improved upon them. They had story arcs that lasted an entire season, and they had so much more conflict, and they had a little more scripting. And... um, higher stakes, you know, million-dollar prizes with American Idol and Survivor and things like that. And, you know, you go from a show where, as you might say, the subtext is, can this young woman advance in class and claim a, a prime spouse, to a show like The Bachelor where that is literally happening, that that is the text, not just the subtext. Yes, yes. And, you know, Miss America couldn't keep up. You know, Miss America was just a one-night show. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think that there have been efforts over the years, most of them pretty ill-fated for Miss America to circle around and bring up the rear of reality TV, yeah. right? To make mm-hmm. the show more like the trend that in many ways it arguably inspired. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, you know, I have thought for the last several years that having a year or two when Miss America wasn't televised wouldn't be the worst thing in the world (laughs) because it would give the organization space to refine its message, understand what it Uh. is, where it's come from, what it's selling. Like, of course Hmm. you're going to have a hard time finding enough sponsors if Mm -hmm. your brand identity is not super clear. So, you know, I would say that the opportunity to be on Peacock could be an opportunity, but that's only if you're committed Hmm. to figuring out what your identity is, what the anachronisms are that go along with it, and how to message the entire package. You know, when it comes to the broader question of why Miss America still exists now, 
um, why the, the stakes have seemed to get higher in a way as the ratings got lower. I think it's about a community of people defending a set of values about saying that, you know, it's okay for young women to want to be pretty uh, and to want to demonstrate that, to want to be talented. You know, the sort of uh, traditional model of American womanhood is still worth something. Uh, and whether or not I agree with that, but that, that is not unique to Miss America at all, that small town values matter, uh, sort of traditional small town values about what women should be and what they should aspire to, and whether it's okay to just want to get married and have children, et cetera, which does not necessarily reflect most of the women who are actually participating in Miss America now, but it's in there. It's, it's, in, the, it's in the brew. I mean, do you see real, like, serious conservatives going through or winning? I mean, you don't have to name names, but I mean, you know, kind of. Yeah. Politically conservative? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 What about the opposite? I mean, what about people who share your politics, Kate? Is that common or were you rare in that that way? It's funny because I always think of myself as fairly centrist. And I would say that in the Mm. Miss America universe, I am further left than many. But uh, there's some of everything. There is, mm-hmm. however, I think a very strong conservative-leaning streak that still runs through the institution so that women with more progressive values have to learn to talk about them in a way that, uh, that is digestible. Yeah. But, you know, in recent years, we had, we had two former Miss Americas running for office, both as, as Democrats. It's like any family reunion, I suppose. <laughs> It's more sparkly. (laughs) That, again, was a sampling of the podcast, This is Critical, with host Virginia Heffernan talking to former Miss America Kate Schindel and journalist Amy Argetsinger. Listen to the full episode where they go behind the scenes of Kate's pageant prep. And there's a bunch of Miss America history that really helps explain how it became such a big deal in American culture. To hear this episode, follow This is Critical wherever you get your podcasts.